In three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of What the Fleet Are They Talking About? The podcast where we help you understand what everyone is talking about in the news today. I'm Jack. I'm Jennifer. And before we get started, make sure you share this content with everybody. And make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on all the social media. And remember, guys, only follow us on our content or we get sad. But seriously, make sure you get content from everywhere because we're often wrong and we don't want you to be wrong. And we want you to be right. And to be right means you have to listen to every source under the sun to get all of the different details, especially for this story. Jennifer, Americans are no longer trusting scientists, according to the Pew Research Center in a a survey that recently came out on the 15th. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that really qualifies as news. I feel like I feel like that's been happening for a while. I feel like that's been a long time coming. Do you think that's anything new, or do you think this is just something they've started pulling people on? Because I was talking to my grandmother last night. She has never trusted doctors, mm-hmm. right? Not because she doesn't believe in medicine, but she doesn't believe that doctors have her best interests at heart, and they're just trained to push certain medications because they're getting paid to do it. My grandmother's very similar. She thinks that it's um, all just a scam for Medicare. So, I mean, would she? it's probably right. Well, you're a case manager. What do you think about that? I mean, we're taught, like, to do everything in our power to avoid Medicare fraud. <clears throat> and... Quite often we have to make, you know, help the the doctors make sure they're not committing Medicare fraud. Not intentionally, just mm-hmm. they're going to put something stupid in their note that, you know, is, is stupid. They're going to say the wrong thing or whatever. And it also, like, just billing things and trying to get services. Like, you have to phrase things in mm-hmm. such a very specific manner so that it, gets billed the correct way. And so your grandmother thinks that the doctors are billing things incorrectly in order to make more profit. She thinks they're doing unnecessary things in order to make profit. Um, She had to have a skin cancer removed from her arm one time, and she's like, that wasn't cancer. It it just wasn't. Then why'd she have it removed? We told her, like, not that we told her to do it. Like, she did it of her own free will, but it, it came back, and it was they were like, oh, it's benign. And she was mm-hmm. like, well, see, then that other one they took off probably wasn't cancer either. And it's like, mm. Not necessarily. Or it was. Or it was. But you probably agree that maybe the doctors aren't scamming people, but perhaps medical institutions are artificially increasing prices to... Perhaps. Not saying that's true or anything. I, like that, I think anything could be happening that I am not aware of. That's true. Let's just leave it at that, that's in fine. my opinion. I always say, what, what, what do I say? I see. I, I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but if they happen, I would not be surprised. Yes. Very true. I am trying to remember something here. Ah. That's the button I want to press. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Americans confident. Uh, Americans. Okay. Anyway, American confidence in groups and institutions has turned downward compared with just a year ago. Trust in scientists and medical scientists once seemingly BO'd by their central role in addressing the coronavirus outbreak is now below pre-pandemic levels. How much of that is because people are just sick and tired and they have no idea what to do? Yeah, I, I think that's most of it. I think everyone is very tired. They're getting misinformation not not even misinformation Uh they're just getting 
conflicting mm -hmm. information. That's a better word. Conflicting information almost daily still, mm -hmm. even two years later. And it is. It's very frustrating. It's very hard to keep up. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I have trouble keeping up with who has what mandate and who doesn't. And right. What do they the say? Other. The science has changed, but the science is apparently changing every single day, and you can't possibly keep up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. I get it. So. And even now, certain states that had been completely pro masks are now demasking. Mm hmm other countries have completely gotten rid of every restriction. Oh, and even the CDC says updated mask guidance is probably coming next week. Right. So. And, but at the same time, you also have Canada, who, who's very adamant about COVID vaccines. So. I, listen, Canada at this point is just, like, trying to make a statement. They just want to look tough. Yeah. Like, at They're this like, point... like, we have just been, like, the little guy. We've been the butt of everyone's jokes. We've been nice. Now we're going to, I don't know, we're going to be the tough guys, I guess. Yeah. I just feel like Canada, like Trudeau has to like flex at this point. Does he? Oh, I feel like he feels like he has to he flex. He already he, flexed and he lost his, I mean, he didn't lose his election, yeah. but he lost his bid to get a majority in the, in, in, the, uh, in the parliament. I just think September. he thinks he needs to crack down and be tough, mm -hmm. but like, honestly, he doesn't at this point. Right. Like, isn't Canada like 87% vaccinated or higher? It's up there. Something like that. It's higher it's than super us. super high. Yeah. So, I don't know. And besides, don't be mean to Canadians. Canadians are so nice. I've been dealing with Canadians during a, uh, with a patient, mm -hmm. and we have to get back to, to Canada. Everyone I talk to is so nice. So, shout out to Canada. Love you guys. Uh, overall, 29% of U.S. adults say they have a great deal of confidence in medical scientists to act in their best interest of the public. That's very low. I will say I feel like I trust a public health official more than I trust a private doctor. I would say that. Why is that? Because the private doctor you because know. Because the private properly. doctor you know is making a profit, whereas someone in the public health sector is not making a lot of money. So. But what if it's a public health official who is, let's just take for instance... Anthony Fauci, or, or, or what, what was that lady's name who was there for a time? Anyway. I have no idea. I mean, she was next to Anthony Fauci for a while. Mm -hmm. Or the CDC director. I, I guess, sure, they're not making, well, actually, he is making a lot of money. He's making like $500,000 a year. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Right. So I guess what you're saying is there's a middle ground between a private doctor who is making a profit and maybe a government official who's also making a lot of money. And in the middle is kind of the lesser-known public health official. That's what you're thinking of, yeah. the lesser-known public health official, maybe the public health official for Orlando mm -hmm. rather than the nation. And for them, I do believe that they are acting <clears throat> with, I mean, obviously they're relying on what the information they're being given, mm -hmm. but I believe they are acting in complete sincerity with only public health interest mm -hmm. at heart like yeah your local health officials or your state health officials i think they're i would have more trust in them and their decisions than yes the federal government or private right someone who has had to work their ass off to get to a really high position and i don't want to say it like that because like all of our public health officials should be i mean we should all be paid 
what we're worth. And I'm sure people working, especially in, like, the health department and stuff, they're not being paid well at all. Um, So, like, necessarily making more money doesn't make you less qualified. But I feel like, yeah, kind of like what you said. If you've worked your butt off to get where you are, you're you're not you're you are truly passionate about that job mm-hmm. whereas and you can do anything anything to keep it yeah and i mean fauci maybe has that same like philosophy but also he's making five hundred thousand dollars a year well, like think about any 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 government official right i mean if you've been in office like nancy pelosi for mm-hmm. instance or any anyone who's been in office for a long time that is your job mm-hmm. right you're gonna hang on to that thing for dear life you're not gonna go back to being the, the the county commissioner or the yeah. the local public health. I mean, you worked your way to the top. You're going to do what you have to, to keep that job. Yeah, and also everyone gets Not everyone, jaded. Of everyone gets jaded right. at some point. So like, also to an extent, you know, you have to look at how long somebody's been in their position because mm-hmm. at, at what point, you know, pa- the passion can only get you so far until you become a disgruntled employee. So. That happens to me all the time. After like a year. Yeah. After a week, I'm like, this place sucks. What are you guys doing here? This is terrible. You have no idea what you're doing. Um, The new findings represent a shift in the recent trajectory of attitudes towards medical scientists and scientists. Oh, okay. So medical scientists and scientists. Those are two different categories. Mm -hmm. Okay. Public confidence in both groups had increased shortly after the start of the coronavirus pandemic, but they have now fallen below where they were in January of 2019. Scientists and medical scientists are not the only group and institutions. Well, actually, I should point out that even though it's a great majority of people don't have trust, the majority of people do have some amount of trust in these officials. Yeah. It's like something like 76%. Yeah. Right. So you have 25% are, are, are like, I don't have a great deal of trust, but 75% are like, I, I got a bit yeah. of trust. I mean, going back to the scientists versus medical scientists, I feel like people are even getting more distrustful of like people, scientists talking about climate change mm-hmm. and things like that. Like, so I can see why they would be making the distinction because there's a lot of scientific things that are becoming very political and polarized when they don't need to be. Right. And as soon as they become political, it becomes becomes something that people don't align with. Yeah. Right. Or or people become separated upon. That and doesn't need to be political. The us versus them mm-hmm. where it doesn't need to be. It's it's all of us. Right. Like public health, the environment. That, that's an us versus the issue. And we were talking about this the other day. The reason no one fights about the flu is because it's not political. If yeah. the flu was political, we'd be fighting about it all the time. I'm surprised it hasn't become political at this point. Mm. But anyway. Uh, scientists, but you, you're, you're actually right. So scientists and medical scientists are not the only group and institution to see their confidence rating decline in the last year. Apparently, the share of Americans who say they have a great deal of confidence in the military to act in the public's best interest has also fallen as well as confidence in K-12 public school principals and police officers. Not K-12 police officers. K-12 public school principals, I, yes. comma, and police officers. Thank you the for Ox- the clarification. The Oxford yes. comma is not dead, you guys. It is alive and well. Please use it. Thank you. Yes, everyone has a great deal of trust for police officers on the street, 
but the ones in the schools, no. None <laughs> those at are, all. Those are no. Those are distrustful. So, sorry. They can't, um, uh, they don't know the colors. <laughs> They're not playing nicely with the other kids. <laughs> There's no trust there. No, none. Uh, the public continues to express lower levels of confidence in journalists. Of course, mm, we point that out. Like every time we interview someone, we're like, oh, "Public trust in media is like down to seventy percent." What do you think about this stat? I feel like every time we do an article, we talk about that. We're like, um, "Well, this article's kind of biased. Why are we even reading this?" Well, so. what did we just read? We a uh, ground news. It, it said a quarter of Americans get their news from podcasts, which shows mm-hmm. that at least a quarter of Americans don't, don't trust, trust mainstream media. Mainstream media, yeah. Uh, also, lower, uh, pub- the public expresses lower levels also in business leaders and elected officials, which there's no surprise there. No. Dear God, don't ever trust your elected officials. Uh, six in ten now say that they have not too much or no confidence at all in these groups. Lovely. Seems about right. Now, what do they mean by business leaders? Are they talking like nameless business leaders like your <clears throat> your... Your, your banks that don't have a, a, a forward-facing person? Or are they talking business leaders like Jeff Bezos, who is a forward-facing business leader? I think they mean like Jeff Bezos, Elon, Elon Musk, like these people that are out in the media mm-hmm. <clears throat> at the forefront of these businesses. I that trust they them perceive more. They perceive them as being dishonest in order to get money and, and, and treating their employees wrong. In order to get more money. So. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I trust them more because it's, I don't know, it's, it's like this is the face of the company rather than here's a nameless entity. Good luck trying to reach out to them and get any form of communication. Yeah, that's true. Although when I do get on Amazon live chat, I, I am not getting Jeff Bezos. I am getting <laughs> some terrible representative mm-hmm. who cannot solve my issue. Unlike when we get on our Focusrite chat for our oh, soundbox, they are amazing. I use them for everything. I'm going to use Focusrite. Shout out to the Focusrite chat team. I'm going to use them yeah. to return my Amazon products yes. at this point. They would probably help you, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, 24% say that they have a great deal or fair amount of confidence in elected officials. And if you're good at math out there, then obviously 76% say they have no confidence in them whatsoever. Makes sense. Which is probably the way it should be. Honestly, yeah. Question everyone and everything. Maybe there should be a thing. Before they pass something into law, we should just be able to vote on it. And we're like, yes or no. Or, or, or something. I don't know. It's stupid. <laughs> like, do you I, trust this? Do you trust what they're doing? No, uh, no. Don't no. Pass it. I, I, listen, I don't trust our general population anymore mm-hmm. either. So, yeah. kind of don't want that to happen either. Trust no one. That's, that's what we're saying here. Oh, that's all I had there. So no one trusts anyone anymore. Basically. What do we do about that? How do you improve trust? I, I don't... When you've lost it so far. <clears throat> I think it's going to take a very long time. I think it's going to be... I think it's going to take a lot of saying the right thing, even though that doesn't sound good, but I think it's going to take a lot of just being very careful with the way we word things like get people the information but in an easily digestible way but so we went out on saturday and sunday to canvas Mm -hmm. and even though we were saying things that 
people on the other side of the political <laughs> aisle agree with. They still didn't trust us whatsoever. So, That's and true. it was in digestible form. It was short, sweet, to the point. That's because they wouldn't stop yelling at us long enough to actually let us speak. Mm -hmm. So maybe let's cut the Twitter. I'm not arguing for censorship. Don't actually cut people off Twitter. Right, but but just like, log off. Just, just yeah, log off. Read a book. Calm down, Karen. Books. You're advocating for books. What kind of books? Politically, political books, Jennifer. Your books? Why are you banning other books, <laughs> I was about Jennifer? I read children's books, and then I was like, "Oh crap, Dr. Seuss got canceled. I can't yeah. say that." Um, God, I don't know. Just read a book. Like, mm -hmm. read a nice fantasy novel. The Hobbit's good. Like, just calm down, get off the internet, and then listen to a reputable source for your information. Do you think that there's some people that can't be helped? Because from what yes. I learned, canvassing was that there, there's a ton of people that are cool. And they're knowledgeable, and they're in the middle. And then there's, I think there's a lesser amount of people who are tribalized, from what it seemed like. Who stopped and talked to us. I, I guess if you take in all the people who, well, I guess we can't tell because they no. didn't stop and talk to us. Yeah. I think <clears throat> that they may be fewer, but obviously they're louder. Mm -hmm. So those stand out more. And those are the ones you're going to remember. Like, I'm going to remember the lady that, like, scoffed at us and walked away and talked to the other political mm -hmm. <coughs> booth for, like, 20 minutes about how terrible we were. I remember wow. her way more than probably the very nice person who just came and was like, I like what you're doing and I'll sign. They're just going to be the loudest. I think when it comes down to it, they just want to be heard. If they're being the loudest, they feel like they're not being heard. So they need to scream louder in order to be heard. Because that's something we've probably you've learned but i've learned as well being a dietitian is that people just want to be heard right if they're in pain you're not going to go into the room and tell them why they're in pain or how to fix it or whatever they just want to tell you it really hurts and they want to want to feel listened to and loved and once you give it to them you start to build that engagement with them or that connection with them which allows you to then branch off into them listening to you for a ma vast majority of people yes that works they feel heard <clears throat> boom done you listen and then everyone gets to kumbaya mm -hmm. for some people and admittedly it's probably a small smaller portion but for some people they just want to get the last word in and they just want to be right, right and they just want to be the loudest oh yeah of course so there are plenty of those too i just yeah <clears throat> it, because at, at the end of the day to use your analogy you can walk in and give somebody the the, mm -hmm. the pain medicine to to make it not hurt and they're still going to scream about how much it hurts is so. it because they want to get the last word in or they're just very poor at arguing and so they're frightened and they have this one prepared line they deliver it, they bow, they leave, because they have nothing after that. I feel like they deliver it over and over again, though. So. And, well, I guess that just shows that they have nothing else, and they're bad at arguing. And all sure. they have is that one thing to rely on. Maybe. So I guess you just let them say it over and over and over and over, and eventually they stop. But if it's wrong, and it's not driving... The conversation. It's like internet comments. Mm -hmm. 
that's what people do in internet comment threads where they just like argue the same point over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And you're like, we're not moving this conversation forward in any productive manner. Just step back. When it comes to feeling heard, is that even something we can accomplish in the political system we have? Because it's not like you can talk to your politician. It's not like you can send them an email and they're reading it. It's some intern or their secretary, and most likely you're not getting a response back. Or if you do, it's thank you for reaching out to the office of whatever. Thank you for your support. We're so happy you contacted us. We're working mm -hmm. hard to fight for you. So is that even something we can accomplish? I, mm, I would go with no. Just to make it simple. There's probably a more complicated answer, but no. And with the internet, people are just going to continue to scream into the void. <clears throat> and they might feel like they're being heard for a little while, but only because they're in that echo chamber. So I don't know how we combat it. What about like local office? So I'm thinking now, so you can probably be heard a lot better if you're going to your local representative to those city council meetings. But can they fix the issues that people want fixed? No, probably not. Nor do they want to, depending on what their beliefs and perception is. Mm -hmm. And also based on the amount of data that they have access to as well, that everyone else does not. Yeah. I don't know. That's a hard one. I think if we figure that out, we'll solve world peace. So Every politician needs a podcast. Yeah. That's what they need. Every politician needs a podcast. And, and they all need to have super chats. Yeah. Make money and mm -hmm. answer questions. It works. Otherwise, God help us all. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, make sure you like and subscribe. Comment in the comment section down below. Like us on all of our social media platforms. Share this content so that you help us to grow. And we will see you. Where, Jennifer? In, in the, the next, next one. one. Oh, that was so unified. Yeah. <laughs>